episode of the Art vs. Commerce podcast, proudly presented by Masters in Motion. And we are uh, delighted to announce that we have a winner of our free ticket sweepstakes, and that is Chad Cunningham. We, uh, we posted the rules on Instagram two weeks ago, and the, uh, the, it was open for two weeks, and now that it's closed, we picked a winner, and Chad, you are going to Masters in Motion. And Masters in Motion is a three-day filmmaking conference that happens every December in Austin, Texas. And this year, the roster is starting to come together, and it's pretty amazing. Um, we have Joy McMillan, who was the uh, editor for Moonlight, If Beale Street Could Talk, and American Woman. We have Adam Newport Barrow, who was on the uh, show a couple weeks ago, who was cinematographer for The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Euphoria. We have uh, Pal, oh my God, I'm going to... Pogorzelski, I'm sorry for the last name. He's a cinematographer for Hereditary and Midsommar. Pamela Ribbon is a writer on Ralph for Ralph Breaks the Inter Internet, Moana. Uh, we have Philip Eumanns, who is also on this uh, podcast, who was the uh, youngest winner ever at Tribeca for Burning Cane. And uh, Jody Lee Lips, who is a cinematographer slash director. He did Manchester by the Sea and Girls, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Carmen Cabana, who was here uh, a few years ago. She's a cinematographer for Narcos. Byron Smith is the editor of Mindhunter, True Detective, and House of Cards. And Vincent Haycock is the director for Florence and the Machine, Sam Fender, and a, a lot of music videos. And uh, more presenters will be announced as we get closer, but that's a pretty killer list, and I think it highlights what we've been saying all along about uh, the type of uh, people that come down and, and give a talk. And so uh, really excited about that. And this week, for the guest of our show, is Robbie Baumgartner. And uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. It, it, it was so great to speak with him. Um, it had taken us a minute to finally uh, find the right time and get together. And it kind of just, I feel like it worked out so perfectly. A lot of times when I'm talking to people, um, they're doing it from an office or something like that. But I caught Robbie as he was uh, in a park, sitting under a tree, just FaceTiming me from his phone. And I feel like the type of... Um, conversation that we had and just philosophizing about life and the and the career that he's had and the path that he's been on which is a really fascinating one uh that just seemed pretty perfect in terms of a setting he made his way up the ranks as a gaffer in hollywood and has gaffed for some of the best in the game and it culminated with him being the gaffer for the uh best cinematography oscar winner there will be blood um you know his his career as a gaffer is pretty unparalleled. Uh, he has done, I think, six films with Rodrigo Prieto. Um, and, you know, the amount of other cinematographers that he, he lists at length in the, uh, in the interview is something to behold. And I think the most interesting thing about Robbie is that once he got to that mountaintop, uh, he didn't want to, he felt like he was done climbing that mountain and he moved over to trying to forge a DP career of his own. And, um, you know, in a similar conversation that we had with another uh, gaffer, Jim Planette, is that to Jim's point, he when I asked him why he never switched over to DPing, he always had said because, you know, when you're working on the biggest and best movies, if you switch over to DPing, you're not going to be working on those at least for quite a while, and it's a gamble. And he didn't he want he wanted to raise his family and continue being in that type of system. And for Robbie, he looked at that and he jumped. He took the leap and it's been a long road and he, you know, he discusses the type of hit that he took uh, monetarily and, you know, mentally, um, but that, that, that he didn't see it working out any other way. Uh, and, and so being able to talk to him about that whole discussion and that thought process 
was really fascinating and I, I thank him for his ability to um, and desire to chat about it openly because I think that's the type of um, decision making stuff that we are all contemplating at our own in our own level and scope uh, quite often and so to hear him talk about it and now after many years he uh, you know, after doing some horror movies and some kind of lower budget things, he did Blind Spotting, which got a lot of attention. And now coming out this month in a, in a couple days uh, is Midway, which is a $100 million, uh, you know, World War II movie. Um, and he was a DP for that. And so that is obviously, uh, you know, I think if it's if not coming completely full circle, it's getting really close. So he has put in the time and the effort and he has clawed his way back to the same, relatively the same level as DP as that he was as, as gaffing. And, and I think that we sat down with him to talk about that at just the right moment as Midway is about to hit theaters. And uh, I hope you go see that because from the trailer itself, it looks like it looks like Robbie did a killer job. Um, so so, yeah, that's this week's show. Uh, again, Chad Cunningham, you are coming to Masters in Motion. And uh, this week is gaffer turned DP, Robbie Baumgartner. Thank you for being here. So uh, I normally don't start off with a question like this, but you, we grew up very close to one another because you're from Syosset, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from Plainview originally. Oh, no way. Yeah, and... I was curious to just ask you, because I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I have a perfect answer for myself, but I was curious to ask how you felt growing up there, if that, you know, played any role in, in the path you've been on or the things you wanted to do or the art that you make? Well, you know, I, I didn't, not, not entirely, although at the Hicksville Mall, uh, uh, they, uh, the no, Broadway no. Mall? The Broadway Mall. Yeah, I grew up yeah, at the Broadway they, Mall they, too. Yeah, they had they had uh, like uh, every uh, like four thirty when I was growing up. They had independent movies that would play. Yeah. And uh, and um, I think when I was maybe like eighteen, uh, uh, I went in. I was in the mall, and I'm like, "Oh, what's this? It's a black and white movie, and it was Stranger Than Paradise." Oh. Jarmusch. Yeah. And I, and I had no idea, like who this was, what it was, and I just went into the movies. Sure. And, and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, wow, this is, I mean, I've never seen a movie like this. And it, it, it totally like, kind of sparked my, um, you know, my interest in, in, in maybe trying to get in the film business. That's so cool because, you know, I have to say that the, the Broadway mall was my was my hangout for movies too. And I think it impacted me like that too. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that answer. No, but that's, that's great. Um, cool. Yeah, well, I t- yeah. And then, and then, well, and then subsequently I, I saw, I think the second movie that really blew me away was, uh, Steven Soderbergh's, uh, sex lies and videotape. Yeah. So I would say that those two movies are the movies that, that completely kind of was like, I have got to get in this business. Yeah. Now, obviously I don't think anybody initially, when they have like that moment of inspiration doesn't automatically think to themselves, I want to do that by being a gaffer. So like, what was that? What was that thought process? Like, how did that end up being where you were for, for quite a while and found a lot of success? Yeah. I I did a, I was, I went to Stony Brook university. I took all four of their film classes. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and then I was doing Kate in the summers in between uh, Stony Brook. I was doing catering in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a, a, one of the waiters. A woman was an aspiring actress, and she got a 
uh, a job on a low budget film in New York. And I'm like, I want to work in the, I want to work. And it's like, oh yeah, it's super low. You know, you're breathing. They'll take you. And uh, I went in for an interview and uh, um, they were like, oh yeah, college graduate. Yeah, sure. You're hired. And uh, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm like, what, did, what does it pay? Oh, $10 a day. Yeah. $10 a day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take it. And uh, so I worked as a PA for like three and a half months in pre-production, production, and post-production. And uh, on $50 a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was a great, it was a, it was a great experience. And I probably know 10 or 15 people from that movie today mm. uh, um, that I've worked with and uh, um, over the years. And, uh, I, I had wanted to get in the camera. I thought about getting the camera, and I asked the camera department when that when that uh, film finished, "Hey man, you got you know you guys are going on to Jamie Lee Curtis's Blue Steel, and uh, you know do you need a camera PA?" And they were like, "It's union, buddy. You know, go fuck yourself." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, not really. They weren't. It wasn't that bad. No, but, I, uh, yeah. And and then I didn't get another job in the business for a year. Mm-hmm. And a year later, the gaffer, David Lee, called me up and said, hey, man, I remember you. You worked really hard. You helped us out. And uh, you want to be an electrician? And I'm like, I don't know anything about electricity. And he's like, well, can you pick up shit and move it? I'm like, yeah. Okay. You're hired. And I was like, well, how much does it pay? And he's $250 a week. I'm like, well, that's that's five times better than I got the last time. So I took it. And... uh, it was, you know, back in the day when, uh, you know, it was film and, and DPs took a long time to light. Yeah. And uh, not a long time, but, you know, considerably more time than we allowed now. Right. And, uh, you know, I was working as an electrician. And I'm like, oh, they did a camera rehearsal. And the camera department goes and fucks off the craft service. Like, they're doing other things that look to me like they were fucking off. And the DP would spend two hours with the grips and electrics. And I'm like, well, this is not a bad route. Right. You know? And uh, the DP spends a lot of time with this, and it seems to be that lighting's pretty important. So I just said, you know what, maybe this is a good way of, uh, you know, getting that skill set up and then continue to kind of transition into camera as I can or as I could. Right. So, and I mean, yeah. I guess along the way, um, obviously, your, your, you know, um, coming through, coming up in, in G&E had you gaffing for, does, it sounds like maybe longer than you had initially thought, but was that just because you were really enjoying it? And obviously your, um, the opportunities that were coming within G&E department were, of course, incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it was exactly that. I mean, I had some fits and starts. Yeah. Uh, I thought like in the late 90s that I was going to be shooting full time. Mm. And I started to do some commercials. I shot a low budget feature. And, you know, and then I got called for a good film with a great DP and, and I, oh, oh, that gaffing. And, and that happened, happened in the late nineties. It happened in the early two thousands. Um, and then the last time I was, I was, uh, shooting full time, you know, kind of low budget commercials and, you know, was, was doing a, I think I did one low budget feature and I thought that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not gaffing anymore. And I get a call from uh, a producer, Daniel Lupe. And he says... I, I know uh, Daniel. Yeah. He goes, uh, hey, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson wants to meet you. I'm like, why does Paul Thomas Anderson want to meet me? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, isn't that, doesn't Robert Ellsworth shoot for him? Why isn't Robert calling me? No, well, Paul wants to meet you. And I'm like, look, I'm shooting right now. I think it was like, it was magic hour. I was shooting at some casino up in Modesto. And I'm like, look, I, I, I didn't want, you know, I'm shooting now. I'm not, I'm not capping anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And he's like, no, no, no. Paul wants to meet you. I'm like, all right, fine. Send me a script. And they sent me a script. I read it that night and I was back capping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, um, how could I turn that down? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a conversation with uh, Jim Planette, and he was basically saying that he made that decision as well, where he was like, I could, you know, I could be shooting, you know, Braveheart, or or I could be gaffing Braveheart, or I could be shooting something that who knows if they would ever, if they would ever see it, and that's kind of it kept him gaffing the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, Paul, uh, you know, I, I know Paul really well. I know he's he really wanted to shoot. And uh, I know he's had some some success, but I think you know I I, I uh, maybe like trying to maybe pulled the trigger like a little late. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Mm. Um, you know, it was a hard decision for me. Yeah. You know, uh, I was a very successful gaffer. You know, and I had I had a semi full of lights, and um, you know, it was it's it a was, lot to uh, walk away from. Not, not an easy decision. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I definitely I want to get to, to that to that decision, but before we do, I'd love to talk about your gaffing career just a, you know for for a little sure. bit. Um, what do you think? What made for the best? Because I'm 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 a cinematographer, and I'm just you know I try to have these interviews from a, a place for a learning of myself, and I'm just so curious when right. speaking to gaffers, like what, um, what made the relationships with DPs work the best for you? What were the ones that you really enjoyed working with? What were they doing that made it? Um, you know, the, the relationships that you valued the most and that you thought created the best uh, results? Um, well, you know, I, I, did a, I did, I think, six movies with Rodrigo Prieto. Yeah. And we met, we met on uh, uh, some, like, Hispanic market uh, Pac Bell commercials. Mm -hmm. And he had, shot, he, had already, he had shot Amoros Peros, but it hadn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't really well known. And, uh, and, and from, from like the instant we started working together, uh, like it was just instantaneous. We, we, we just saw the th saw it the same way, spoke the same language. Um, it, it was a remarkable relationship. I mean, really, really, really fantastic. And, and then he got eight mile and asked me to do it. And, uh, um, it, it was, you know, we, we just did, I did six or seven films in a row with him. Yeah. You know, and it was it was bar none like the best relationship I ever had with a DP. Interesting. Um, Do you feel like yeah. there were things that he did in um, in prep that you particularly enjoyed that that you weren't getting from other people, or that or that he did? Well, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny. You know, so some I I always uh, I tried to work with DPs that are like of the ilk of like Roger Deakins or uh, Rodrigo Prieto or. Chris Menges, too tight, you know, the guys that, you know, they do the lighting. You, you know what I mean? I was, I, I was, I was getting it there fast. You know, uh, these guys were like, I didn't get a chance to work with Roger, but I know what he is like. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, you know, Rodrigo was incredibly precise, you know, and, and very, very focused. Like, you know, we would go on a scout two months before location and he would be literally like, okay, put a tweeny, Three inches from that corner, mm. with half CTP and a, and a half half double on the right, right. 
And if we, if you got there and it wasn't three inches from the corner, he'd be like, I told you to put this here. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason, you know, so for some gappers, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you know, everybody has a different style. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of gappers in, 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 you know, maybe some, some in television and some, they, they, they're like, I do the lighting, you know, the DP just does the camera. Right. Right. You know, and, and I had, you know, I, it, it's not a right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect anybody that, you know, has, has that ability, you know, uh, uh, to take on that, that sort of, uh, task. But, you know, I always looked at it like, um, well, I'm doing half the DP's job. So why am I getting, why aren't I getting paid? Right. But he's getting paid. Yeah. So I, per- I preferred to work with guys that were really, really focused and, mm-hmm. and really precise. And, and I, I, I just try and get it there as fast as I could, Yeah. you know? And if they, uh, you know, very much like Rodrigo, Rodrigo knew what he wanted, you know, 80, 90% of the time. Sure. But when he, when he, you know, he, he was very honest, he would, he would come up to me and be like, I, I, I literally don't know what the fuck to do right now. Mm. You know? And I'd be like, okay, well, I got an 18 K here and I got this here and I got his here. How about that? You know? And he'd be like, Oh my God, thanks Robbie. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it wasn't that I was just like, I wasn't paying attention, but I just preferred to work with these DPs that were, were, you know, really masters at lighting. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and, I get that, that, that makes total yeah. sense. And I could also yeah. see how that would be, um, the right type of like work style relationship for you. And then, and, and not because it's nice that you have the anecdote about the moment when Rodrigo might like, I don't know what, I, what it is. Can you help? Cause it's not about, you know, never asking you. It's only when he actually really needs yeah. the lifeline. And, 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 you know, and then, and, and we, you know, like we did really see from like the same eye. So you know, he, he trusted me, you know, he knew I was going to, I could come up with suggestions. I could, you know, I was, I was right there with him, Mm -hmm. you know? So I wasn't like, well, he's doing all the work. I'll just, you know, do what he tells me to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I really was, we really were an incredibly collaborative uh, team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I think by the, you know, uh, um, I think something might have happened with you know, their... why, 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 why did I, you know, keep like, you know, why didn't I start shooting sooner? Mm-hmm. Because I was working with these type of people, yeah. like these masters. And, and, and I'm like, fuck, you know, man, yeah. I, I can, uh, you know, shit, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just build up my library of knowledge even more. And I just mm-hmm. get dragged back in. Mm-hmm. No, no, know? I could see that being quite, quite hard to walk away from working with people at that level. I mean, it's yeah, the best no, in the it was, business. It was it's... really... It was really, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, getting paid to go to school, you know, 100%. It was, yeah, it was really, really, uh, 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 I don't know. For me, that was the route I took. Yeah. 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 You know, um, and I, I got, sometimes I got shit from other dappers in Hollywood. Like you know, you work with that guy. You don't do any lighting, you know, like, oh, I see. you know, I, you know, and I, you know, like, well, on my show, I do all the lighting. There's some just, ego I'll, nonsense you know, about that's it. That's the camera. I'm like, well, okay, great. Why aren't you getting paid? Like, right. <laughs> why right, aren't right. you getting half this, half that guy's money? You know? Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Well, I was, I guess. When, when you are working with, um, with a DP that is having that type of control over the decision-making up front, do they, and do you find it beneficial, like, are they sharing with you anything in terms of, like, the referential um, 
imagery and like so that when you are in a pinch and he does need help that like you he knows that you're pulling from you know the world that has been set in terms of being like during prep or do you not really have that type of discussion like are you not seeking that no 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 it was very much like that yeah you know especially you know with rodrigo uh i was i i you know, he showed me all his reference material. He showed me cool. all the stuff he wants to do. He talked about cool. his theory on what the lighting should be. We, I, I was, I, you know, I was soaking it up, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, um, you know, he was, he was like really incredible at, um, his prep, you know, was really, really detailed. Mm-hmm. And, in what, and, in what ways? Um, I'm curious. Obviously, uh, no, he, 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 uh, was full on like, giving me everything that he was, you know, uh, uh, you know, sort of pulling, pulling for himself as references. Mm-hmm. And, and he included me as much as I, you know, wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because he wanted, and he wanted a key grip, you know, with Joey Dan, it was his key grip for a number of films. Um, he wanted a- everybody involved. Sure. You know, you know, the more people that are know mm-hmm. what he's, what he's going for, uh, um, you know, the more, the, the, the better he's going to get it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, it makes total sense to me. And I, yeah. I guess, so that, that's on the prep side. And then during, are there, are there little things that you particularly enjoy that a DP can do that you like during production that stand out? Because uh, obviously you're in the heat of the moment every single day and you're just, you're building lights and you're making adjustments. But I don't know if there's anything either in terms of the communication or... Or what you know, and and if yeah, I mean, I mean, like, okay. it, 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 uh, it varies. Everybody has different personality. Everybody sure. has a different way of working. Sure. Um, I, I I would say that uh, you know, overall, uh, uh, the communication, the sort of seeing from the same eye, um, it was bar none the best best sort of collaboration with Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, we really, really. Uh, you know, we we were just like in sync. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I saw it when he saw it, and I would say something to him. You know uh, uh, about uh, is that is that too noisy? No, that's, that's okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, sorry. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it was it was very much in sync. You know, and 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 but different kind of personas. Like I did two films with Chris Mengi. Yeah. You know, two time Academy Award winner. Yeah. He had a very different style. How so? And the first film, the first film that I did with him was uh, this film Criminal, and uh, it was uh, uh, Greg Abrams, I think his name is. He was long term, long long time first AD and producer for Soderbergh. Yeah. And it was his like directorial debut, and and uh, I just remember like I, I I did not get Chris Mengi's at all. Like he would talk in he would talk in. Um, like euphemisms, like the quality, I, I don't know, like the, like the quality of that light is, you know, it, it's dead. It's too, mm. you know, I, I would say like, oh, so what, so what do you, like he wouldn't tell me what to do. I see. Right. He would just be like, oh, so, you know, we want to just put, a, you know, put a little, you know, a, a push of light over here. I'd be like, okay, a push of light. Yeah. He's you not know? speaking in technical terms. Yeah. You know, no, but he, 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 He's a master. The guy's like unbelievable. But sure, he would sure. talk in, in, and I remember like three weeks into a seven week movie, I'm like, I don't understand what this guy is saying. Mm. 
like he says the light doesn't have enough energy. I'm like energy, <laughs> you know, and, 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 but, but I, I got to understand what he was saying. I was going to say, but yet he didn't, he didn't get he fired. Would, he so would, you're doing something like, well, right. You know, energy, it, it needs to have sparkle to, and then he'd describe it. Mm. And I'd be like, and he would say something like, Oh, Robbie, I just, just put a, just put a bunch of bubbles in the ceiling. Bubbles. You know, you got a little, little clear bulbs. Like, as close together as you can get them. I'm like, like, over the whole ceiling. Yeah, yeah, just fill it with, with, with uh, you know, bubbles. Clear bubbles. Uh, like, like how many? Well, I don't know. Like, 2,000? Holy shit. I'm like, what? Yeah, you know, like I don't know, like I want them like an inch apart, as much as the sockets can get them. I'm like, oh, okay. So I sat there making batten strips with sockets as close together, you know, and you know, it wasn't a huge budget film, right? But like, I'd put it in order for you know three thousand clear bulbs and be, and three thousand sockets, and they'd be like, what is this? I'm like, well, he wants bubbles in the ceiling, and this is what he wants. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then you do this and it was like, Oh my God, it's so fucking beautiful. Right. Like it was, he had this way of describing like the light has to have energy. Mm. And I'd be like, you know, energy, Chris, like, you know, what exactly do you mean by energy? You're like, you know, it has to have like sparkle and specular but if you put little bu- little bulbs really, really close together, it's really soft. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm like, oh, all right. I get it. Yeah. It, the boom guy fucking drove the sound department nuts because there were like 3,000 shadows. Right. right. <laughs> you know, yeah. And he was like, he was like, well, I just got to deal with it. Nobody's going to notice. You know, there's yeah. 3,000 shadows. It's really, you know? it's really fascinating that because – it's nice to hear, I think, that you can that you were handling both of those different styles, because coming out of just hearing you talk about Rodrigo, you, you, you'd be led to think that someone that would speak like Chris wouldn't jive with you, and yet you were able to jive with both. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, um, well, I mean, maybe I have a certain skill set for that, you know? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to make I, I, I never tried to make somebody that I work for work the way I want to work. Right. Um, you know, they hired me. So it was, mm-hmm. it was my job to figure them out. No, that's a great way of you saying know, it. No, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, if I, if I couldn't figure them out, then they're going to spend ener- their energy that should be focusing on a creative thing, trying to like make me happy. Well, oh, he doesn't understand. So now he's upset. Right. Okay. Now I got to, now I got to, I, I got to talk to him like, you know what I mean? Like now as a DP, mm. you know, this is something you run across when you work with certain people. Yes. Like, is. you know, you know, you, you work with somebody that, you know, uh, you, you didn't have like, you know, you're going to another state and you, you can't take your people with you and you hire somebody. And, you know, maybe they think like, oh, man, I got to impress this guy or I've got to do this. And, you know, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, oh, oh, oh but you don't want to listen to my suggestions. Oh, and now he goes, you know, they go sulking off. Like right. okay, now I have to deal with, yeah, the fact that uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, this person now needs to be, you know, makes needs to be feel important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. And I, I, I'm not saying it's just out of town 
or, or you know, that, that is, you know, there are great gappers all over the world. It's just sort of an example that, you know, of, of, of maybe somebody that, you know, is trying to like maybe impress, like I know all this, I, I really want to do this. And they think they're like sort of, you know, I, I want to show them how good I am. Yeah, yeah. When like what I need them to do is to do what I'm telling them to do. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and that may sound a little harsh. Ah, but, but that's efficient you working. Know, you know? Yeah, but, 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 it's okay to you know, be harsh and, and again, I run in, I'll run into a sign where I don't know. And then if the gaffer's paying attention or the keep, you know, they're, if they're paying attention, yeah. they have solutions to me. You know, at, at times, sometimes you work with people in that scenario and then they just check out. Yeah, it's hard. They're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm a glorified best boy or mm. I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, and, and, and then like, okay, so like, you're not, you're not getting this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you're not getting the fact that like, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, but you know, be, be part of the solution. Don't, don't, don't then, you know, cause another problem because you're hurt. Your feelings are hurt. Yeah. 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 The, you know what I mean? If I have to spend time on that, I'm it. not spending time on, 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 on the creative end of it. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't mean to sound harsh, and I'm, and and it's not to, not to say that this just happens out of town. It happens in town too, and and with with you know people keys that are that are that are very very good at their job. Yeah. But they want, you know, they 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 could they could, um, you know, they feel like if they're not making certain choices. Um, you know, like there, maybe there, there, maybe. Well, then, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when it's team management. You know, it's team leadership. That, yeah, but it's management. You, you, you know, so, so, you know, you then you have to encourage them. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I am, I am like, I am interested in knowing what you're doing, but, but I'm telling you something mm-hmm. that I know I want. Yeah. Every time I say that, then we have to have a discussion about why I'm doing that or, you know, or, or what, well, what about if we do it this way? It's like, okay, look, I'm clear right now on what I want. Yeah. 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 Right. So just, please just do what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. If, kind of- if, if I run into a problem where I, I, uh, you know, it, it was a bad decision or whatever. And I get, I get like, shit, man, that wasn't good. Hey, you know, can you help me out with this? Maybe I made a, 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 a bad choice here. Yeah. Then I'm asking for help. Sure. You know, I mean, so maybe that, that, that sort of maybe comes, you know, I, I think Rodrigo was very much that way, you know? Uh, um, uh, and I saw him do that very, very, uh, politely and, mm-hmm. and, and, and respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would annoy him if people asked him, like, you know, why, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, like, well, well why can't we do it this way? It. It's like, you know, if they have a, if, you know, if I don't know what I'm doing or not sure, I'll tell you. But if I'm telling you what I want, just do what I'm asking you to do. Right. I mean, that may sound harsh. And it, it, I may be entirely wrong and the gaffer or the key grip have a much better idea of it, but you know, uh, uh, currently I know what I want and mm-hmm. I'm asking you to do it. Yeah. So just please do it. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then we can talk about, like, if it doesn't start going the right way, then, oh, well, wow, that didn't work out the way. Then I'm asking for suggestions. Well, it sounds like if it's you know? coming from the type of style of, uh, if, you're, if you've taken on the type of um, DPing style that you picked up from Rodrigo in terms of that exact, having a very exacting nature, um, understanding your, your, your lighting plan and that you're not really, you're the one giving it versus asking a gaffer to kind of do half the job, so to speak, uh, that if you're coming from that school, um, then, then this type of um, workflow and managerial style makes sense. I think it suits the approach you're taking to the craft in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure that's where it sort of comes from. Yeah. And, uh, um, and uh, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I saw it, I saw it be used very effectively. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. You had a great, a great you role know, model so, in that in yeah. Rodrigo. Well, I just, yeah. I wanted to, before we like dive super into the DP side of things, I did want to just, I think, um, obviously There Will Be Blood is a, an instant classic, um, what that experience was like on the gaffing side. Yeah. Um, what, why, like, you know, outside of obviously it just being a great script and, um, Paul Thomas Anderson is Paul Thomas Anderson. What, what, what do you think about the movie? Why did, why did the movie resonate so much uh, from someone who was, who was on set every day? Well, I mean, obviously <clears throat> the script is amazing. Like you said, the acting is, is, you know, exceptional. Yes. Yeah. Um, the story was amazing. Paul is a, an auteur. He's an amazing director. Um, and I, 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 I count myself incredibly fortunate that I had uh, at least one opportunity to work with him. Um, he did ask me to do the master, to gap the master. And I, I, I had I decided at that point that I was no longer going to gap. Mm. And uh, um, he, he was not going to use Robert Ellsworth. And, you know, I got a sort of a meeting with him and tried to convince him to let me shoot it. Right. And he just was like, Bobby, I know, I know. And he, he, he was like, I just can't, I can't go there yet. I, I you know, I mean, I, I know you're going to be a great DP. And, and, and he just couldn't, he couldn't get there. And I said, well, you know, and he, you know, he's like, just cap one more for me. Just, you know, just do one more. You know, I said, you know what, Paul, I, I, I would, I would do anything to work with you again. But I'm having like a shit or get off the pod moment. Yeah. And, you know, when there'll be blood one you know, the Academy Award for Cinematography, I'm like, well, I have a, my name is on a plaque at 728. Mm -hmm. The gaffer that, that's, 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 that's as high as you get. You get a plaque on the wall at 728, which is, I, I, I have the utmost respect for. Yeah. And I'm very happy to be on a wall in a, in, in, in a local I was in for, uh, or still in, but that's it. You know, there's no award for the gaffer. And, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Now's the time. Can't get any higher as a gapper. Screw it. I'm going to get, I mean, I think I, I, when I stopped gapping, I got calls from Janusz, you know, Dar, uh, uh, Darius Kanji, you know, I mean, like every Chivo. I mean, everybody was calling me, man, Robbie, you want to do, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gapping anymore. I'm shooting. That's a, and, uh, I got to imagine that is, uh, a really difficult a difficult choice. Where was the? Well, you know, yeah. No, it was. It was. It was not a difficult choice. Mm. It was like financial ruin. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, <laughs> I was killing it as a gaffer, and I had a forty-eight foot trailer full of cable stands and lights. Yeah. And uh, the, the 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 year I stopped gapping, I made thirty thousand dollars. Wow. You know. <laughs> 
So, uh, but, you know, I, I, I had done quite well as a gaffer and I, I, I don't have a lot of toys and a lot of, uh, uh, I try and keep my overhead down. So I had savings and I'm like, yeah, you know, if, 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 uh, if, if I don't try this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I, 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 if I don't give this like a, you know, just stop gapping, you know, again, I'm going to keep getting pulled into these great movies and, you know, and I, I just had to say, okay, that, that's enough. I have my library of knowledge is, is, is good. Why? And, why uh, did, you know, um, so I, I did it and uh, it seemed to, you know, it was, I can't say that in the last 11 years, I haven't had uh, some doubts about uh, my choice. Sure. <laughs> why, you know? um, why did cinematography and, uh, mean that, that much? Um, you know, I, I was very happy as a gaffer. Mm-hmm. I was very successful. I was, I, I, I you know, I, you, you gap a movie that wins cinema, you know, uh, uh, best cinematography. You are the number one gaffer in the world yeah. that year, yeah. you know? Um, and I, and I, and I, I could have rode that out very successfully mm-hmm. and very financially successful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but I, I, I never, I never stood still in, all the way in my career, I was, I was, you know, I was a fifth electrician, and then the next moment I was a third electrician, mm. and then by, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple of moments I was the best boy, and then I was the rigging gap. You know, I, I never kind of stayed. I, I you know, I, I felt like I had when I felt like I had a handle on a position, I, 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 I moved up. Mm. You know, and uh, um, it wasn't like one film move up, one film move up, but. No, I, you know, I, know what I, you're I, was, I was always, I was always looking, I was always looking for more challenge, mm. you know? Yeah. And I had my eye on cinematography very, very early on. And, and, uh, I just didn't know if I, I was ever going to, ever going to get there really, or ever get to the point where, um, you know, the stuff that I was being offered to shoot would be of the quality that I was getting offered as a gaffer. And I think when I stopped gapping, I said, I'm going to give it five years. If I'm not shooting mm, interesting. the quality of movies uh, in five years that I was gapping, yeah. I'll maybe go back to gapping. Well, the five years blew right by, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going back to gapping. You know? yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. You know? And uh, I'll either, either you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a mediocre career as a DP, but I'll be very happy. Mm. Or you know, somewhere along the way, something will pop and... I'll, I'll, uh, you know, hopefully get, uh, get an opportunity that, uh, you know, will, will, I don't know, show that I've got some skills, you know? Yeah. Wh- why, what is it about, I guess, being the cinematographer versus gaffing where if you were doing things by your own definition that, you know, aren't as big, but that the, the happiness is there. Why do you think it, it does create that type of happiness that gaffing can't for you? Oh, I mean, again, I, 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 I could have wrote out my, I love gaffing, you know, I, 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 it wasn't like I was bored. Right. Um, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, uh, um, no, I, I, I loved it. Yeah, I yeah. really did. Yeah. But I, but I, but I think, you know, again, sort of like getting back to like what I had done my whole career, I like, I, I felt, I felt like I had. I had achieved a, 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 a level of that that 
you know, I, it's now just going to be, um, like I can't get, I, I can't get any more juice out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't, you know, I could ride it. I could ride it the rest of my career, but sort of the, you know, the excitement of, of, of maybe be, you know, being scared or being challenged or, um, uh, feeling like I'm learning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that, you know, I, I, I was pretty good at it, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it was, it wasn't starting to become sort of rote, but, you know, I, I could, I, 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 here's another point. I started sometimes working with some DPs, you know, that had half of my skill set. Interesting. And, 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 you know, I, and I, I don't want to, I shouldn't be saying it because I'm not naming names. I'm, just very, you know, I'm just saying that, like, you've worked with somebody that, you know, <clears throat> just got out of, you know, three years out of film school. Right. And they're, they're shooting big commercials or whatever. And, and, you're, and you're like, you know, great guy, nice guy and everything. But, like, I'm doing his job. Mm. Or I'm, 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 you know, or not doing his job, but, like, I'm basically training him. Yeah. And, and you know, it, 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 uh, uh, I was fine with it. But I'm like, well, it's going to get kind of old after a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, why not just do it? You know, and you know, and and I had been doing it, but you know, it it, it really was a, a, a the moment when 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 Veil with Blood won for best cinematography. I was like, okay, this is it. This yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. This is the natural moment to just say done. Right. You and know, so when, and not, so when, not an easy one. Not an easy one. But 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 it it, it to me it was easy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think you've explained that really well. Um, yeah. So now being, you know, when you're starting out as DPing, what, what was there, did anything surprise you in the beginning that you weren't anticipating either to oh be challenging God, or, yeah. yeah, oh, well, Without, I'd love to hear oh that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, poli- the politics. Ah, yes. The politics were, um, uh, uh, it's, it's like I had been gapping for 20 years mm-hmm. and it was like, I, it was like, it was like, how did I not see this? Right. Not, not bad. Not, 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 it's not bad pop. It's like, I didn't, I literally did not see what was going on above my head. Interesting. Yeah. I mean like, and, and the problems that, 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 uh, People above that, you know, at the DP, the producers, the directors, um, I, for the first time, saw the weight that's on their shoulder and that you don't necessarily, I just didn't see, or my eyes, I just, whatever, failed to see it mm-hmm. as a gaffer. I was the head of a department, you know, you know, you, you get kind of like cocky. It's like, you know, you know, I got a big lighting uh, set up this weekend, you know, it's night, you know, and you go in and producers are looking at like, okay, so how much is going to cost? You know, and, and you're like, well, you know, you're you're standing around going, well, you know, uh, you know, like, you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like that, but you, you, you were like, well, this is the most important thing right now is, is we have a big night exterior. Yeah. And, 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 and what I, what I saw when I started keeping was like, oh my God, these guys just want you to get in there Tell them what you need and get out because they got 40 other things that are bigger than what you have to deal with. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was like, that was a, I was like, wow, how did I not see this? 
Yeah, it's valuable perspective. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and uh, so is that, that, that was the biggest learning curve. Uh, and and I, actually, to this day, you know, I mean, I did last year, uh, I, I did uh, uh, Roland Emmerich's uh, Midway, and like, you know, $100 million film is person. I saw politics that, like, you know, I, I, I didn't see before this. And not, not good or bad, just more weight. Yeah. You know, there's more the stakes just keep getting more higher going on above me than I had ever imagined. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, because yeah, it seems like because I mean, something that I was able to watch and I really enjoyed watching um, blind spotting, um, obviously more on the indie side. Um, but, you know, that would, would you consider I'm curious what you would consider like the first film that you made once you made the switch that you really felt like, you know, that started to punch in the weight that you felt was appropriate for uh, yourself. It was, it was, it was blind spotting. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like from the outside perspective. I just wanted yeah. to see if you felt the same yeah, way. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, there were films that I did uh, mm-hmm. that were great, like that second unit DP. I mean, Fargo was great. Yeah. Hunger Games 1 and 2, those were, you know, I did some I did some good movies as a second unit DP, but as as a first unit DP, it was, it was definitely blind spotting. Not that the other films that I had shot were uh, uh, not, not, not good films or whatever, I know but what you, you know, like you tended, I tended to get sort of like the thriller mm-hmm. horror, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stuff. Um, and, 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 and I, and I, you know, it's, that's like a nat that's like a, you know, that's sort of a normal progression. You know, you're not going to totally. get, there'll be blood the first time you start shooting, no. you know? No, no. And, and, you know, so you tend to get these, you know, sort of, you know, movies that they, they crank out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not really my, uh, genre, you know, um, but I had to learn, you know, I'm, I'm not a big horror guy. Yeah. Um, but I had to sit there and read books on horror and, you know, I didn't go to film school. So, you know, and, and, and try and figure out like, what is, why does everybody think this stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, you know, it was good because I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. Oh, it's this. So oh, it's this reference to that. Oh, you know, and, and <clears throat> so it's like a little puzzle, but I still Still not my genre of taste. You know, right. that's the one I like. Yeah, you know. Um, but, but blind spotting so. gets to that gets to that place. Um, what yeah. was that? What was that like? I think either when the offer came, and then all, once you were in it, like, did you un, did you realize that this was going to be what it meant for your career from from the very beginning, from the moment across your your desk, or was it some point either in production or maybe in the in the final project success that you realized? This was um, the step that you had been trying to take. Uh, yeah, good, good question. Now I, I I read the script and and I'm like, this is the best thing that's crossed my plate. This is really really good. Oh, that's exciting. Um, I'm very um, happy that uh, you know I was uh, given the opportunity. You know, I, I I had done two films with Keith and Jess Calder, who they're snoot. I did uh, the guest and Blair Witch 2016. Yeah, and they they actually developed this project with Rafa and and David. In fact, in fact, um, uh, Jess Calder uh, um, saw a YouTube video of his on um, uh, you know one of his spoken word things or, or a rap song or something, and he she cold called him and said, "Have you ever thought about writing a script?" This was Rafa. And yeah. he's like, no. Well, he said, well, she basically, you know, I mean, this is 
my version. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly how it went down, but she was like, well, why don't you try writing a script about the stuff you're singing about your songs? Yeah. And he's like, well, I have this guy, David, you know, and, and, and we're really good buddies. And maybe, you know, I don't know. I've never really, so maybe the two of us could kind of sit down and write and they, like, they, they brought them in and they, you know, I don't know if they gave them any seed money or, or, or anything, or, um, I don't know how that all went down, but right. they started writing it and, yeah. you know, this was 10 years. This was like in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. No, it takes and, such a long uh, time. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, uh, David got tapped for Hamilton. In and then it got shut down. For, you know, they were supposed to shoot it in like 2012. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And then and then he got Hamilton, and he was out of the picture. And uh, uh, when he he left the you know original cast of Hamilton, David was getting off a lot of stuff. You know, and and he said, "No, I want to do this this movie yeah. that I wrote with Lapa." And and that's that's what Trent. That's why all of a sudden it got pulled up because um, it was going to be in the fall of 2016 or 2017 and uh david's like managers and agents said no 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 you, you you've got it this movie and you got to go on to blackish and you got you know well what window do i have and they're like you have a window between may and june and it, boom it just came up wow you know and and uh and uh, i had you know I, I went for one interview and then a second one with carlos the next day and i got hired and it was 15 days prep 23 days shoot and yeah it literally happened like Wow. How, how was it? How, now, obviously, the, the, the piece is really, I think, it's like, it's very stylized. It's super original. Um, the fact that it can, at, at times, like, you know, break out into, into the, the very interesting, like, operatic things that it was doing. What was it like yeah. working with Carlos Estrada? And, and how, how was that collaborative relationship? And I guess, you know, you're coming from, we had spoken a lot about your relationship to your main collaborator as the gaffer talking about yeah. To DPs, how what things do you find are like similar in your relationship to the director as a DP, and, and what things are different? Well, I mean, I I think you know Carlos Carlos was uh, I'd seen a uh, you know looked at his work you know, and I, I got a sense he, he had a very strong visual uh, sensibility. Yeah, and I could see that in his work, so that was very encouraging. Um. He, you know, essentially was a first-time director. He'd never done uh, a, a long-form narrative. I think he'd done a couple of shorts and, yeah. uh, you know, a bunch of music videos. But I was very, very impressed with um, the visual acuity he had. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, you know, if, 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 you know, he's doing this on super low-budget stuff, and this, this guy's just, I, this, be, this could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh I remember when I had the first interview, it was uh, not like an interview that I'm used to, which is like you sit down with the director. Yeah. This was the director, Keith, Jess, Rafa, David. They were all in the room for the first interview. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I remember, you know, I'd, you know, I'd done some, you know, read the script a couple of times, had some references, you know, had some like a little look. Book, you know, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of time because it really came up fast. Yeah. And, you know, I, I read it. I'm like, oh, yeah, 23 or 15 days prep, uh, 23 days, like, you know, I'm thinking Fruitvale Station, uh, Moonlight, you know, handheld, gritty. You know, I pitched this, you know, oh, this. And they're like, hmm, yeah, uh, that, that's, that sounds really good. We're thinking uh, do the right thing in Pulp Fiction. Huh. And I'm like, what? Wow. Like, I was literally like, what? And like, yeah, yeah, no, no, don't you? Because there was a lot of the script where there was like 
all this rapping and literally there's nothing written there. You know, it was just Rapa raps. Oh, interesting. You know, okay. Or, or yeah, because it's all like freestyle. Right. And some of it had a little bit of uh, description. And and when I read it, like, I just did not see this thing being stylized. You know, I'm like, how are we going to do that in 23 days? Yeah. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, in, a, in some ways, like, more logistically, like, man, this got to be handheld. Yeah, you're being lighting. pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. Like, like fuck, how are we, we going to do? And I'm, I'm like, literally, like, they said Pulp Fiction and do the right thing. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. I'm like, do you know how big those movies were? Yeah. Like, I, I was literally like, I thought I had completely blown the interview. I was going like, to say, as you're, ta- as you're telling me this, my thought process is, how do you go from, I guess, pitching them the exact opposite of what they wanted and then being flabbergasted when they said what they wanted and then you still got it? How, did, how does that work? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought I... I thought, I thought I'd completely blown the interview. Yeah. I'm like, I walked out of that and, and you know, I called, I think Keith, I'm like, well, that didn't go too good. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I'm like completely off point here. And, and uh, but then what happened? And he's like, and he, and he was like, no, no, we love you. No, no, you have to do it, Robbie. I'm like, really? Like, really? <laughs> you know, like, no, no, no. Did you they know? ever say no, why? Like, Did you ever have a chance to ask them, like, why they, came away from that meeting as you described it and then felt like you were the guy to go with? Cause that's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. I, I, it was mind boggling to me. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 maybe, you know, I, 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 I do a pretty good meeting. Sure. You know, I, uh, I, I think I, I, I display a lot of, uh, uh, true like sincerity. Yeah. Maybe they just liked you as a person. And, and, my, too. and, I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, generally really enthusiastic sure and uh keith and jess had known me and they knew what i could do yeah and how fast i could do it yeah and um you know i think to them it, it was just well we just had to get robbie on on board you know wow uh, for this for this you know thing and and um I got a call later that day and, and uh, it was, Hey, Carlos just wants to meet you alone tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm, I guess, sure. Let's, let's meet, you know? And so, you know, I thought about it, uh, their approach, you know, their thing. And, and, and I, you know, reread the script and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is like a musical number now. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, you know, I, like I didn't read the comedy into it. I didn't read like the musicality of it into it. Right. You know, I, I, I just, I, I read it with my eyes. Basically like, how can I shoot this in 23 days? Yeah. It's gotta be handheld and gritty. Yeah. You, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, so I think I read into the script what I believe was possible. Yeah, it reframed not, your, it reframed it totally for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they definitely, they definitely, you know, I'm like, okay, this is what they want to do. Now let me, let me see if it's at all possible. Sure. You know, and, and I, and I went into this interview with, with Carlos and, you know, uh, we, we talked and, and I said, look, you know, I, 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 I gotta ask you, I mean, like, I, I, I'm completely off point with you guys on this. Right. Like, why, why would you 
really, why did you call me back? I mean, I, I think I kind of missed it, you know? And he was like, no, no, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, we just have to kind of like get you, you know, whatever. I think, I think I said, I, I see it now, Yeah. you know, but, but uh, on the other side of that, mm -hmm. what I said was there are a lot of gritty, uh, 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 scenes in this movie that should be handled, should not be lit. This, this, first of all, we cannot do this whole thing stylized. Right. It would, it, would, it would be a mistake because there are these stylized moments, but then there's this very, very down, like, you know, the, the scenes where, where, where uh, uh, Colin is walking, walking down the block at night and the cop turns around and shines a light on him and he thinks he, he's got the gun in his pocket and he thinks, he, he thinks he, he's, he's going back to jail. Yeah. You know, or he's going to get shot. Right. Well, that, that didn't call out stylized to me. Yeah. You know, that called out gritty, handheld, you know, not lit a lot. And so I made, I made the, I said, look, I, I, I get, I get what you're going for with the stylized, but you know, I think, that if you try and do this whole thing stylized, you're going to miss the point. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you need to have those moments of needs a balance. stylized moments stand out as, as you know, and not try and do the whole thing, like do the right thing or the whole thing. Like, you know, um, you know, part of me was like, it's not possible anyway, you know, <laughs> I'm not going <gonna, laughs> yeah. to pull around three in 20 in 23 days and have the whole thing stylized. But I, I, I sincerely felt that it was, you know, uh, not, you know, that was, so that was, you know, my say, you know, my, that, that my feelings about it being gritty were, were accurate too. Right. And, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, uh, they needed the it counterbalance. It wasn't completely off mark. Yeah. Yeah. They needed that, and, that, that counter, the, they, they needed like, I think the combination of what you both were saying is why it works so well in the end. Yeah. Um, what what was it like then knowing now knowing for me that the script just had Rafa raps and it didn't actually say what that would be um, when you started doing those scenes and they're so powerful um, and you didn't know that that was coming because it wasn't well, written. Well, no, I mean there were there was I, 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 I might I might be not I might be a little off the mark. There okay. was some description. Okay, you know, yeah. you, there would there would be there would be something like you know you. You know, there were there's the before it and after, so you you kind of knew. Yeah, you know your ins and your outs. What direction? What direction was going? But the actual words, yeah, um, were not. So it was, a, it was, it was they were like cryptic description. Well, let me ask it this way then, because I that, that that's fine. I just meant more like um, there in the end result, they're really powerful powerful scenes. Um, yeah, and yeah. I could imagine on set, um, not knowing what that performance might have delivered, and then it happens. That that's you know that you've you felt it in the moment too. I would I would imagine. No, I, I no, it was it was uh, those two guys are like just huge talents. Yeah, I mean, and and, and on top of it, they're like wickedly good human beings. Mm. You know, I mean, like I I, I, I love them both. They're 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 really really solid people. Mm -hmm. uh, incredibly hardworking. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Utmost professionally, you know, like, you know, they, they were, they were writing these raps up until like the, like the moment we were ready to shoot them. That's amazing. You know, and half of them, half of them were, were literally freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't written down. And, uh, 
So it was pretty, pretty impressive to see these guys, you know, perform this stuff. I mean, I, I felt very, very lucky to, to, to be a part of the film, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, it's cool. those moments, it's those moments when you're doing something like that, that, you know, you really, you really feel that, wow, I am, you know, I am in a very, very special business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, wow, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to, 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 to see this, you know? No, just, that, uh, you know, it was one of those moments for sure. That's great. You know? That's great. Yeah. And then well, off of the success of that, it would seem that things have been going more and more into, I would imagine, what you want to be doing um, with Midway. Is it, it, When is that scheduled to come out? Uh, November 8th. Oh, so it's, it's coming soon. Wide, wide, it's my first wide release as a uh, cinematographer. It's 2,500 theaters. Yeah, man. Uh, worldwide. Um, it's exciting. And yeah, no, it, it's... It's really exciting. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I, I can't say that I haven't had any breaks in my career, but uh, I, I basically climbed the ladder every step of the way. You, you know? earned it. And, uh, um, you know, this, this was a, this was a, a big break. Yeah. You know, and 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 a big rolling. Uh, he stuck his neck out, man, because, it, it, you know, if this had been it's it's I think it's on record as the largest independently financed film ever. Wow. At 100 million. million. He put all he pulled all the money to himself together with a financier Jeez. or a couple. I think they got 40 million from the Chinese you know, and you know, five million from this guy, two million from that guy. Sure. Whatever. Rolling through in a, some money himself. And uh, if it had been at Fox or it had been at Universal, uh you know, Roland isn't, you know, is a, is a pretty powerful guy in Hollywood. So he might have been able to convince them to hire me. Yeah. But it's a, um, it's a, it's a harder I've thing. Been on, I've been on, I've been on the other side of the shoe a number of times. Uh, you know, I did two films with Adam Wingard mm-hmm. and I love the guy and I'd love to work with him again, but he blew up too fast for me. Yeah. Not that he, not that he didn't want to use me. He just, you know, he, he would tell me about a film that was $15 million, and then the next thing you know, it's an $80 million film, and I get a call thinking I'm going to get the film, and he's calling me up and saying, hey, Robbie, you know, Warner Brothers won't let me hire you. Right. You're, you're a $5 million guy. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, you know, this, you know, and I don't fault him. I don't fault Warner Brothers. I mean, you're talking, this is big money. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's 10 guys available that have $100 million films under their belt. Why are we going to go with the $5 million guy? Mm-hmm. So I have no, 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 uh, uh, bad feelings about it. that's just, that's just the reality. Yeah. And, uh, um, because this was not by a studio, Roland can make his own choice. Sure. And, uh, um, I, I, I feel very, very lucky that, that, uh, um, I had the opportunity, you know? Yeah. You're, you're a hundred million dollar guy now. Hundred million dollar guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I, don't know. I, haven't, I haven't worked much this year, so I haven't done much for me. <laughs> well, when when did Midway no, shoot? No, it's good. When did Midway when shoot? That, uh, we shot it. Uh, started shooting in like the end of August, and it went till almost Christmas. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward. It's it's the yeah. battle of Midway and World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, you know, I might be biased. I, I think it's a pretty good movie. I mean, I, you know? I have seen I have seen the the, I mean, uh, the trailer and it looks movie, it looks the trailer I mean the trailer's super exciting and it looks yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, Lionsgate is is uh, distributing it. Yeah. And uh, uh, it it uh, they they tested it once 
I don't know, a month, a couple months, a month ago, they tested like an 85, and they did a couple of little minor tweaks. Two weeks later, scored a 91 out of 100. Mm-hmm. Roland has only had three films that have scored 91 or better, and they all went on to become like billion-dollar movies. I know. So, so he's excited. Uh, Lionsgate's excited. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it. I, you know, I, I, I. I, I, I was very lucky to work with with Roland. He 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 also has is a director has a very very acute uh, visual sensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, he is on point. Like I've never seen anybody. He'd show up every day with a shot list. Three, you know, I didn't even talk about shot list. He'd, he'd show up a shot list with times when when Robbie when you need to be done with this shot. You know, I mean, I like, you know, I, he was he was like so on point. It's just like. I, 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 you know, I, 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 I love him, man. I love yeah, him. Yeah, that seems to be, he's, you he's, like, you like working with people that have that working style. Cause that sounds like, like coming I, from Rodrigo, it, it's like cut from the same cloth. Well, I mean. Not everybody likes no, that. I, I, I do personally. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 you know, you don't, again, like, you know, like Chris Mengi's was a different type of style. Yeah. But he's a master. You, you know oh, no, I mean? no, like, there's more than one way he, to do he it. Just, he just, he just delivered it differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, totally. You know, yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, less, it's less important to me, um, how, how the message is delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's important is, is that message good? Yeah. You know, is totally. that, is that, is that, is, is what somebody is asking of me or, 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 or saying, is it, is it aiding in a storytelling? Mm. And, and, and the photography and, you know, or not. Right. You know, and if it's not, I'll, I'll, I'll say something. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I think that's a good point, but hey, you know, uh, you know, maybe we could do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, you know, that, that, that happened on Midway, you know, but I, I would say most of the time, uh, Roland was, was pretty, pretty on point. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I think some of, some of the uh, best looking scenes and shots in the movie um, you know, were things where, you know, I, I had it lit or whatever. And he'd come in and like, no, no, Robbie, I want the silhouette. You know, I want the, why do you have all these fluorescents on? Yeah. I'm like, okay, turn up, turn up the glasses. All right, turn, turn on those two 18 Ks, backlighting here. You know, in 10 minutes it was, and he'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Robbie. I'm like, well, thank you, Roland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get credit for that, and, and you did it. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and and I have no problem with that. No, no, no. That's being that's uh, the collaborative I, nature you know, of the medium. Would, yeah. You know. I mean, why 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 would I why would I why would I um, fight something uh, because of my ego? No. Uh, because yeah. he had a good suggestion. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, bring it, man. You know, I I, I uh, you know it doesn't that doesn't say that. I had a huge contribution in it, but I did. No, I, I, I know, I know exactly, I know exactly yeah, yeah. the point you're trying to make, yeah. um, and it's an important one, I think, because to, to be open yeah. and to really listen to your collaborators is actual collaboration versus just trying to steamroll shit, which is obviously not the point. Not the yeah, point exactly. at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, if somebody, if, if, if uh, you know, the the, uh, the production designer Kirk Petricelli, you know, he. He was amazing. Like he would come to me, like, "Hey, you know, maybe we can." He'd show me some stuff, like compute, you know, 
CG thing on a scene he would do at full with full lighting. You know, he'd be like, you know, this is the kind of feel I'm thinking about for this scene. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I love it, man. <laughs> you know, like, okay, if I, if I can do that, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. So, that's... you know, uh, he, 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 he was constantly just, you know, you know, what a great uh, person to collaborate with because he, you know, he, he was uh, very, very strong visually too. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I really felt very lucky to have been surrounded with, uh, you know, these incredibly talented people that, 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 you know, really elevated, you know, uh, elevated the, the movie, elevated the story and, and, you know, at times elevated my cinematography, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and, uh, um, you know, that is what true collaboration is, yeah. you know, uh, um, I, mean, I can't say that I've been, I've shot things where, you know, the, the directors are not very uh, 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 visually, you know, they're more writers into the acting, you know, um, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're just, they're not as interested in the technical, you know, like, well, Robbie, you, you know, you just make it look nice, you know, and that's fine too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you, then you're, then you're, then you're coming up with ideas. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, what if I go, oh, that's great. You know, so, you know, that's, that's good too, you know, but, but it really is nice when you're working with people that, that, that have a, have a very strong vision, you know, and, and, uh, um, I've really, I've really, you know, thought about like, you know, uh, uh, where they want to go in the scene visually. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, then you're taking it, you're, you're, at, you're already at a high place. Yeah. And then I can just take it over the fucking top, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so so to me that that that's a really great, um, a great, a great way to go, you know. Yeah. I know. No, that's that's I, that's perfect. I prefer it. You know? yeah. yeah. No, I, I I think that's actually that's like the perfect place I think to to end um it's been it's yeah. been an awesome hour talking with you um i i know we've yeah, been yeah. we've been we've been circling this conversation for a minute and i'm so glad we were finally able to link up um your yeah, yeah. Your, your your stories and your your insight are are awesome and uh really really appreciate it oh, you know, you know, I, i'm happy uh, we, we kept on fighting the good fight uh you know to uh, to get this done thanks for you know thanks for you know being patient absolutely and uh and uh you know uh, it's a pleasure yeah, yeah. Right. Well, well worth the wait. Yeah. So, so thanks again, and um, and we'll definitely we'll let you know when uh, when it's up. All right, cool, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have All a right, good ciao. one. Bye. All right. Bye.